Hello, everyone. Are you on your way to shift empty success into fulfillment? Welcome to Uplift My Life Today, the podcast. You are now in a safe place where we converse, explore, reflect, connect, and deep dive into our inner world together. Fulfillment starts from within. Every conversation and discussion here is a journey, one that you will continue even after the episode completes. My name is Astuti Marto Sudirjo. I am your host. And thank you for choosing to uplift your life today. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm excited and well, thank you. Good. So we're talking today about your refugee mentoring program. Yes. Yes. So can you can you share a little bit about what this program is about and, yes. and maybe how you got involved? Sure. So thank you. Thank you for helping me to reflect and also share my thoughts after being involved in this refugee mentoring program. I'll start off with what it is first. So refugee mentoring program is a mentoring program for young refugees. And this is the population uh, of individuals between the age of 18 to 22, 23 that is run in Indonesia to support uh, uh, this population, this young population in Indonesia. And the intention is really to equip these young people with skills, mindsets, um, expertise to go for their dreams, to, to rebuild their lives mm-hmm. because they have to rebuild everything as soon as they left their family or their home country. And this is organized by um, my sister-in-law and her, a few of her colleagues, um, Akino Tahir and a few of her colleagues in Indonesia. And, uh, and I'm one of the people who is facilitating the process. So there are three blocks in this program. One is focusing on the resilience from the emotional perspective, emotional mindset, um, tools and uh, skills on how to be resilient. The second uh, parallel block is about critical thinking. So there is another group of facilitators who are teaching and and, and, teaching these young people on how to conduct a, a research project, a mini research project, applying critical and systematic thinking. Mm-hmm. And the third group is about cultural and language integrations. And this is also by another group. So I think it's a big team. Um, and uh, the program lasted for about 14 weeks. Uh, from in the, This is the first batch, the first uh, program, the first batch of program that I was participating. 
in and I am going to continue with this. So <laughs> it's a very intense uh, project uh, because every week uh, the mentees and the facilitators on different streams are working together with uh, together on, on this prog- uh, program. And I think if I remember correctly, the amount of hours spent in Zoom on the sessions total is about 100, between 100 to 110 hours in this um, 14 weeks. Wow. This is including for each people. Yeah, for each uh, mentees. And I'm probably taking one fourth or one third of it uh, because there's a lot coming from, from, from each stream. And and on top of that, they're also doing homework and reflections mm-hmm. and exercises, all these things. So it's intense. It was an intense <laughs> process. And we never did it before. This was the first time that we wow. um, we did it. So you asked me how I got in touch. Well, <laughs> I think it's despite the fact that the program is this year, my journey to work on such a program started in 2019 actually. So I remember very clearly in 2019, I was part of a group of women who published a book about restarting life again. And mm. uh, I had made the intention that the profit proceed coming out from the selling of this book from my parts, I would like to use it uh, to donate it to people who are restart, restarting their lives and refugee group uh, was very high in my list and it, it ended up going to them, to this group in Indonesia. But I was, as I was actually doing that, I started to realize, I think to restart, because I was writing my story, restarting my mm-hmm. life. One thing that was very critical is to work on the belief system, mm. to work on a deeper part of yourself, to work on the trauma, the wounds, mm-hmm. etc. that, had come to your life in many different forms at different times because it's very difficult to to move from a survival mode into a thriving mode without processing these things. So, yeah. so I had thought to myself, I have some tools that I can contribute with. And, and I was trying, I was contact, contacting a few uh, refu- uh, organizations that is supporting refugee here in Switzerland, mm-hmm. a very specific offer that I would like to um, help uh, or support them if they they want to have somebody working on the trauma healing or the subconscious mind healing nobody answered to the the request not even really? an email back yes wow. so i said to myself i don't know why such a thing is not obvious uh, to mm. people and perhaps it doesn't work with the existing framework in the way this organization work. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, I'm not killing this idea. I'm just putting it out to the universe. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when mm-hmm. the time is right, I'm hoping to get this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I kept that alive. Um, and then 2020 happens and, and I went through my own <laughs> healing process because it, you know, COVID triggered deep fear in me mm-hmm. being, not knowing when I could see my family again, who are mm. who are located in two other different continents. Mm. So, so I had very I become really busy doing my own healing process, a very accelerated healing process. So I didn't think much about it. Mm. And then uh, at the end of 2021, around November, 
um, I was I was in the U.S. visiting my sister and her family, and my sister-in-law reached out, and she was saying like, "We have a really huge." Uh, project here we've been working on it for 18 months um and this is called the refugee mentoring program can we have a chat with you and I was like uh yes of course Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we had this conversation I met with the core team basically there were four people and one of them is um also um an activist who is a refugee himself amazing amazing young man Mm -hmm. so they came and approached me uh, about this concept and they asked me we feel like this would be something we would like to ask you, but of course it's pro bono and all these things. And we don't know if you have the interest nor the capacity to do it. And I said to them at the time, I'm super interested in in two conditions. (laughs) Uh, One is I would like you all to, to, after this call, to think about whether you would uh, allow me to do the subconscious mind healing Mm-hmm. Because for me, that is something that must be done. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I could genuinely help people cultivating their resilience on a very deep level mm-hmm. on such population that had gone through very difficult uh, life journey, yeah. very traumatizing. Um, so that is one thing uh, which we have to touch the trauma because otherwise mm-hmm. uh, it will become superficial, the whole process. Mm-hmm. And number two, I would like to have a partner because we, in this track, if I were to come in and build this up, we need to cover from both conscious and subconscious mind. I'm not, uh, I don't believe with, with, I don't believe it's wise for me just to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. I can do both, but I prefer not to <laughs> because it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so I would like to have a partner and um, I would like you to find me a partner basically mm-hmm. Uh, if this is good for you, then I'm in. But mm. I can't speak about it until next year because I'm totally in the resting mode mm. <laughs> by the end of 2021 um, for a very good reason. I, I mentioned 2020, mm-hmm. 2021 has been probably the most intense healing period for me. Mm-hmm. And and I understood why that is in relation to this project. So, mm. So yeah, so the, uh, the the gentleman who was in the in the in the call said to me very very sweetly, and he's like, "I have to agree with you that we have to do to address the trauma." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those people, and I remember him saying that, you know, I'm relatively upbeat and active, and he's very solution driven. He's he's amazing, amazing young man. Mm-hmm. But he said. Every time there is some thoughts coming at the corner of my mind, I lost one week. Mm. I can't, I couldn't pick up myself up because it's so intense. Mm. So, and I know this happens to every one of us, um, young or or not, you know, mm. when, when, because it's, it's, it's uh, intense what we are going through. And we're still going through this because by nature, they don't know where they're going to go when, until when they're going to be there where they're going to land and um, mm. and particularly the group the young people that that we were go- working with the one that who were selected into the program uh, a lot of them came unaccompanied into to Indonesia so they came alone when they were very young and they didn't have family with them they had to just survive um life 
basically. So well, that's <laughs> like, that's just incredible. It's, yeah. it was intense. It was yeah. intense. Yeah. yeah. And so they came back to me basically in January. They said, we found your partner and we would like to proceed with the plan. And they asked us the questions, me and my partner, his Indonesian amazing coach. Um, they said, so what's the curriculum? <laughs> my partner and I had a long discussion about this um, and we said because this is the first program um, we are very clear in terms of what our role is what our ethic is and um, but we're also saying and we're very upfront mm -hmm. with the group in in the program that we are going to be told mm -hmm. you know uh, by what shows up in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of those times when we came in into the field only with what we know mm -hmm. <laughs> and the tools and who we are and how to manage our own energy. And then we're going to work with, with, with the, the mentees on what is important. So it's an, it's a bottom up approach and mm -hmm. it was, it was a, not like no others, but it was also very profound because we were coming with a mindset of learning and mm. from them what they need mm -hmm. basically uh coming with a lot of tools in our back mm -hmm. and then we use different tools in the in the in the process so yeah it's uh, that's how i got involved <laughs> yeah. wow it sounds amazing it's amazing thank you yeah it was um yeah it was like no other i have experience and i've been around for 48 years you know yeah yeah <laughs> so so are you now is it done now or you've or is it still continuing? Uh, the, the first batch situation? is complete. Okay. Yeah, the first mm -hmm. batch complete. So we did uh, the whole evaluations. We are going to start again um, right. sometime in the fall. Mm -hmm. And of course, this time around, we learn a thing or two about content and huge content that we brought yeah. in. And we also see how different blocks actually influencing each other. So they cannot be run without each other mm -hmm. so i i think this is what we learned so much how the processing of the trauma and how the mm -hmm. healing of the trauma impacted their resilience the participants resilience in the two other um tracks because mm -hmm. it's a lot i mean all the facilitators these are like professors uh, professors from universities or professional in research mm -hmm. and stuff like this and they all said, look, we are giving these young people who have not graduated from high school, mm -hmm. but have a very strong desire to learn and have the mind to, to learn mm -hmm. and wanting to study with something that we would be giving in the for the first year of university. Mm -hmm. wow. So, yeah. And so this we do like it in 14 uh, weeks. <laughs> Okay, yes. so it's a very sounds like a very intense. It's uh, intense. Said, it yeah. is intense, and I think when we we started this program, I think I've, the people that is deals with with uh, the research and also uh, the, the the organizer it was they were thinking how many of them is going to quit, you know, because. Mm -hmm. This is super intense, but it's for a good reason why it is intense. Mm. We wanted them to be able to integrate and understand how do you get to know the culture where you are, right? Mm. And, and 
the different elements of the culture. How do you introduce your culture? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is it, it is a skills that is useful anywhere. Yeah. You know, whether they will be in Indonesia or not, they are currently in Indonesia or they move to another country, they could use the same principle in 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 integrating themselves in new places. The other thing also is critical thinking is important. How do you know certain things is true or not? <laughs> because there's a lot of opinions, a lot of informations, but how do you distill that and make a clear uh, and, and make it a, a, a conclusion that you can stand for, right? Mm-hmm. And to yourself particularly, and then to present that outward, because this is also something that a lot of them having difficulties because of the trauma. They felt like nobody's listening or nobody's giving them the credit or the people think a couple of them were saying like, I don't know why people think we are just people coming out from the cave. You know, we're not, <laughs> but they have a stigma, a certain stigma yeah. of, of the word refugee and they feel it and they were in pain about it. Yeah. And, and then, so these are really, this very, these two are driven by skills and, and uh, expertise and and goals, but the the part that that my partner and I, my partner's name is Ari, that Ari and I covered is really on the more fundamentals. It's about mm. how do you see yourself, how do you connect with yourself, you know, who are you, <laughs> this yeah. kind of thing. I mean, important questions for well, not just for refugees, but I think for all of us, right? Absolutely, and Absolutely. certainly the, the 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 three tracks that you talked about. Um, um, you know the, the emotional resilience, the the critical thinking, and and you know culture and language. I think again, not just relevant for refugees, but for all of us. You know, yes. particularly I think in current times where we've been through so much with COVID, now with you know Ukraine, with with so many things happening in the world. You know, this whole yeah. resilience and critical thinking. I think. Are so important. I so it's it's. I can't tell you how how this whole process makes it clear to me what I also need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and and what is very important. It's also interesting. Is is also the understanding from the people who run the program. Maybe we also need to pr- to process our own trauma. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was just not so in our face sometimes. This yeah. trauma that we can still function. And in the case of this young group of people, it's so debilitating Mm -hmm. for them that the fact that they show up into the program, the fact that they keep on trying for me, was like, wow. I mean, human, human soul is so strong Mm -hmm. because the the stuff that you hear about what had happened to them is, is like, I can't, I I couldn't, I couldn't fathom. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's too, it's very painful. Yeah. So what did this, you know, going through this whole sort of 14 weeks um, accompanying them on on this journey, how has that, you know, how has that changed you? (laughs) God, very big question. Okay. You know, I I work I work on daily basis with people who had mm-hmm. who had difficulties, you know, going through with their lives. But mm-hmm. this group of young people is 
it's on another level, uh, Julie, in terms of trauma. And, and for me, they actually embodied or experienced something that I consider for myself to be my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, separation from my loved ones and not knowing when they can see each other again, or if they will ever see each other again is enough to put me on the ground, <laughs> the idea. And I didn't even go through this, right? Because COVID was bring that out from me, within from me. And, and then that's how I had to process for two years. And when, when I went through uh, this facilitation program, of course, I knew my responsibility, right? Like it's my responsibility was to be able to hold them, to feel safe, to go through this and to release certain things because that's that's what happens in, in trauma healing is that you release or you connect to the emotions. There are many ways to do it, but you basically connect to this trap, emotion, limiting beliefs, all these things that you have stored in your in your body and to, to, to connect to it and release, mm-hmm. right? And- even before the program, I started changing because I knew that I have to do more healing mm-hmm. to be able to hold a safe space. Mm-hmm. Because if I get triggered in the session, mm-hmm. they would know it. Yeah. You don't need to behave in a certain way. Energetically, they would feel it. Mm-hmm. Because the, this group of people are very sensitive to everything because of the trauma that they, go, they went through, right? So I, I knew the first step that I had to, to do for myself is really to listen to my body. Because the weeks prior to start to starting the, the program, I really listened to my body. If I thought about that, this program and it triggers something, I processed it. It's like a multiple times processing these things until I feel like I'm thinking about the program. I don't get like super tense. <laughs> That's when I know I can enter the field. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, the even before this, the program started, I think, no, I do believe that my heart, certainly the part, the capacity to love people mm-hmm. within myself has grown so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it is, it w- ha- and it has been growing at, with every interactions I have with them. Mm-hmm. So, and that also and then there's something else that I experience uh, from them. I think through many courses and also experience working with my clients, of course, I learn a lot about human, right? And but through this interaction with these wonderful young people. I know for sure, Julie, this is like, this This when I know for sure mm. that human heart is designed to be generous. Mm. I know that I know before it was like, yes, I kind of can see it. Yeah. Yes. The books are saying this or the spiritual yeah. teachings are saying this, but through yeah. my interactions with them, I know that to be true. Mm. I remember how much pain there were at the beginning of during the first week, the first session. Mm-hmm. And I know how much they grew in that 14 weeks. And I know, because I hear this, them saying this multiple times, that what they would like, how they would like to leave 
and go forward in life mm-hmm. from these 14 weeks. And these 14 weeks is just a springboard, you know, <laughs> for us. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we just give you a couple mm-hmm. of tools. They all say, we want to help more people. They're not necessarily better off financially, mm-hmm. but they're feeling better in themselves. And this is the first thing they say, we would like to, to help more people yeah. in our surroundings. And this is very touching for me because human is generous. Mm. Human heart is generous. Yeah. I like and this idea I know that for sure. Yeah. This um, basically, you know, paying it forward, right? We yes. Always giving it, you know, you've given your time and it sounds like the others as well. Pro yes. bono and you yes. know, help these young people. And now they want to pass it on as well to yes. other people. And I think that's, I think that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. The other thing I learned from this experience, mm. honest, honestly, this is, in, this impacts me so much, <laughs> is healing happens in relationship and in connections. Mm. It's not just the tools that you're using for mm-hmm. sure. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It is helpful, the tools, but that's not the essence of the healing. For me, it's about one's ability or both parties' ability to find safety in the connections mm-hmm. because then the heart, their heart can open and my heart mm-hmm. can hold. And mm-hmm. of course, there are tools and exercises that I'm helping them with. I get certified in so many different tools, yeah. but I realize even when I have only one tool out of like, God knows how many I have, Mm -hmm. the chance of this helping is so much higher because of the connection. Yeah. Okay. The feeling of safety, the feeling of I'm heard, I'm hold, I'm held, I'm protected Mm -hmm. as I open my, myself, I'm understood. There was no judgment. And whoever was holding me generally want to hold me. They they didn't have any agenda. She was, and I didn't have any agenda because I was I was telling them, "You go, we are going to learn together on how yeah. to do this." And and I think this was a, a very very deep confirmation, and which makes me feel very much more hopeful, right, about mm-hmm. human humanity. I think if we learn to hold spaces Mm. for each other healing can happen much more on a much faster on a bigger scale but then the question what do we need to learn so that we can do this what does that mean to be able to hold this right yeah and sorry and and one other thing also specifically for this population is belonging Mm. was cut right abruptly yeah and this is connecting to the connections. Um, at the end of the 14 weeks, it's very hard. It's impossible. It's not very hard. It's impossible for me not to think of them as my family, as my own family. Mm-hmm. The heart, my heart cannot distinguish the difference between people, whether they're family or not family. Mm-hmm. When I'm my heart connected to you, you are my family. It, it's yeah. just something that I I'm I'm accepting <laughs> when when there's a heart-to-heart connection. Yeah. You matter to me. Yeah. 
yeah. and you matter to me like I matter to me. Mm-hmm. So, and that was, we never talk about it, but it, I think everybody in the program, the facilitators, they have the same experience quietly. And at the end, I think when they get together, we get a letter from, from them. And one of the things that spoke the most to me from this letter is they feel like they belong and they have a family. And this really substantial for resilience, mm-hmm. true resilience. Yeah. That you belong here. Yeah. You don't have the paperwork. You don't have a home yet, but you belong here because I'm like you, you are like me, you know, on, on this energetic and emotional connection. Mm-hmm. I think if I hadn't worked with this group of people, I wouldn't experience that depth of mm-hmm. connection. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> that, that gift that you give to each other, right? Yes. Probably that that sense of belonging is probably something they haven't. I mean, you said they've left their countries, uh, you know, as when they were when they were kids, very young, young. Mm-hmm. So that's probably something they haven't felt for years, right? If if ever. Um, so to be able to give that to them and uh, share it and have that also return you know for you from yeah. from them is is wonderful yes it's uh, i didn't expect the depth that it went mm-hmm. i expect something magical is going to happen because this is for all of us the organizer we were just thinking wow this is probably the most important project we've yeah. done <laughs> and everybody was kind of anticipate nervously anticipating what will come out from it yeah and it took that long to get ready 18 months yeah. of course everybody's doing it pro bono because everybody has their own work to do mm-hmm. on the side but it's uh it's really touching you to the core yeah 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 now i want to just come back to something you said before um what you said you know the healing healing needing to be done sort of in relation in with in relationship or in connection with others mm-hmm. um and i can see how that would would make that you know would make healing so much more effective right um i guess my question is more around obviously there are things sometimes that we can do by ourselves maybe we're not necessarily mm-hmm. in connection with with other people if we don't have necessarily that connection or mm-hmm. you know is being able to do the tools or use some of these techniques at home how um effective um are they are they without that connection yes it is still very 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 good to do uh mm-hmm. because i in in this program i <laughs> we we designed it that there's a number of things that we're considering one is um reconnection to their true self you know mm-hmm. because the label refugees is burdening for them and they straight up saying like this is something we don't to say politely feel comfortable mm-hmm. in <laughs> it's really a label that is debilitating mm-hmm. and and they also regularly still deal with with if something gets something triggers, then they experience something. When they think about their family, which they do all the time, 
their body gets super tense and super stressed. And I understand this. And they also spend most of their time with other refugees. So it's a conversation that is heartfelt, but they were saying, but sometimes we cannot get out from this low vibrating tone, emotions as a tone of our conversation, because we, we're not able to always see, you know, what can be done? Where can we go? Consciously, I can tell you what I'd like to, to be able to do, but I cannot hold this for a long time. And so, so when they say to us, we would like, it is a successful program for me if I can hold this hope Mm -hmm. and to take actions towards the hope, knowing that we don't know anything about our future. We don't know where we're going to end up. We don't know where we're going to leave uh, towards Mm -hmm. the country or to see our family again. So just Mm -hmm. the ability to hold this, this, this fire to keep us going, this is what we want. Mm -hmm. And of course, none of these people that were, well, a couple of these, these uh, mentors were located close to each other, but everybody was scattered in different parts of Indonesia. <laughs> so nobody's really, you know, um, sitting next to each other. And they also don't have, because they were so young when, when they came, uh, they left uh, their countries, they also didn't have this natural ability to feel to open up at easily because life also has been giving them a message that people shouldn't be all trusted mm. basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, we, we have to throughout the 14 weeks, we we're trying to set up the way we deliver this, some of the sessions in a way that they will open up in front of the group. And so they can follow it up. They have a mentor that meets them every week. We are the facilitators giving the contents and supporting the mentors who are dealing with them every week. But at the same time, also, um, they are triggered by their emotions. So we gave them a training on how to deal with that consciously and energetically. So breathing exercises. I also, I trained them on how to tap themselves. So using emotional freedom technique and they have given me the feedback. It's been very helpful. And, and throughout the program, of course, I do healing sessions for them one-to-one. Um, and then I did the, the reprogramming meditative recording because this is also to reprogram the subconscious mind and to create neural, new neural pathways and everything. So it's all very comprehensive and all are useful. Even when they they didn't immediately connect with other people in the beginning. Now, yes. I mean, they even would write me something very easily. In the beginning, it was really difficult. I said, you know, you can always contact me and it, it doesn't think it's not natural <laughs> for them to, to actually connect and ask questions. And I feel because this. To build that level of trust, right? Right, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So so then, but with all these tools, um, even just coloring, you know, I I, mm-hmm. I I took art class, so my my art teacher was giving me making a um, a design, uh, and I have offered this to them. Look, if you have a lot going on, why don't you color? Mm-hmm. Just color this 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 uh, this paper. You can print it out and get you know a markers or whatever you have, and just sit quietly with music and just color. It's because this is about moving the emotions out without talking so much, without having to relive yeah. the, the the trauma and everything. And with the emotional emotional freedom technique, the tapping, it's, it's also very helpful. Mm-hmm. So I also explained to them, you know, 
what I'm doing with you in the healing sessions is to clear the things that came from the past. Mm. But what is showing up in your life today? That's on you. Yeah. You know, you have to process this yourself. And and I'm giving you a couple of tools on how to do this very easily anywhere you are without any additional tools, because all you need is your finger, breathing, Mm -hmm. and time. So, Mm -hmm. and and this has been very, very useful. And and there was a request actually to consider doing this on a wider population Mm -hmm. uh, within the refugee community as a masterclass where people could just come in and and learn Mm it. And um and then and do it. So it is still very useful, Julie, even yeah. when there was no connection, because connection takes time and yeah. you need to feel comfortable to yeah. trust. Yeah. So yeah. and I suppose that connection is really where you, you know, where you share some of that, you know, really difficult stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you you go and then you you learn how to sort of deal with that with yeah. the tools that you can then use later. yes yeah yes yeah so what else did you so you mentioned a couple of things already what else did you did you learn you know through this experience <laughs> I, I I will I will share this because it's very emotional for me I I think the last day the last day of our workshop uh, of, of our program the the resilience part um they were really reflecting on how it's been for them before they move into the the formal evaluation process because there's mm-hmm. a quite comprehensive evaluation process. And of course, I did the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I did the same. We give you know about twenty minutes. Of course, I started this reflection way before because every interaction I had with them was always touching my soul. And and then I realized two things, two main things for, for myself. Um, and this is um, impact everything that I am doing after that. One is I would like to do this more. I, in this past 14 weeks, I think in average, I give one to one half a day per week for this. Yeah. yeah, I did it with pleasure. It was so amazing. Mm. But I, my soul says it's time to find a way so you can do it more. Mm. And we are talking about young people. And there is something about, I was scared in the beginning because I never worked with this young group, mm. young adult before. And um, I have no real connection to this group really from my personal mm. life. I, I'm connected to the younger kids, yeah. <laughs> but not this age. So yeah. it was a bit uh, interesting. But I also understand the importance of providing support for this population because they are not teenager anymore, but they're not yeah. adults, somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And apparently from what I know from my sister-in-law, such support for this group of people is not as met, as many and as established as other support for, say, children or mm-hmm. uh, women or such. So, yeah. so it's a huge uh, opportunity for us to 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 attend to this because it's in the formative years. Mm-hmm. Their their brain is developing still. So the mm-hmm. opportunity to impact them and to make to help them to become healthier within themselves as they move towards adulthood is really high, and so. I didn't realize this, mm-hmm. that actually is a very attractive population for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking from my 
personal perspective as an elder, like my, I, both my parents have passed away and a lot of my uncles and aunties have passed away. So my generation, beca- you know, slowly becoming the older generations mm-hmm. in my family. Yeah. And I can't help myself from thinking, what does that mean though? What does that mean for the next generations? Right. And, and so I connect this all together and I'm like, okay, so I would love to, to work with these populations. This is one the second thing also which impacts so basically the question for me personally is i how do i do this <laughs> if i want to spend say two and a half days in a week mm-hmm. to do such work um which i would do with pleasure what does that mean in terms of my my business right yeah. and um and i'm a self employed so i mm-hmm. i really have to think about that because i i i would like to still be able to take care of myself well and also sure. to continue to learn new skills and techniques, et cetera. So that's one thing. But the other aspect to it also is there was some kind of anger (laughs) within me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I don't believe such work should only be done on pro bono. Mm, Yeah. Because this is really seriously, uh, this is the population that needs a lot of professional help. And I would like to be able to, have more people like myself yeah. professionally to come into this. But I do also understand that it's not pro bono. It's, it's not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. There has yeah. to be another way yeah. to do it because everybody needs to be well taken care of in the process. Yes. It's a very intense process. Yeah. And maybe there are reasons why, you know, agencies or development agencies have have not addressed the mental health and Mm -hmm. the trauma because it's a lot (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it requires experts it requires uh, people with expertise right and and it requires I mean it requires also you as a therapist or facilitator to have done your own work right yes correct you said you 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 can and you will get triggered by yeah yeah, what they're bringing to the table or, yeah. you know, to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this was something that happened in this program is that I, because I knew the process, I set up a lot of support behind me mm-hmm. that helped me throughout this 14 weeks to process mm-hmm. this, um, including friends like yourself <laughs> to talk mm-hmm. about these things. That's yeah. also a support system. Yeah. But I also have healers behind me and an expert in the topic to, to have discussions with, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I was offering the same to the people in the program. Mm-hmm. And yes, they're coming forward now, the people, some of the people in the program, because they feel like you're absolutely right. I would like to work on myself now. Mm-hmm. Great. So then this is also what I'm giving, right? Not yeah. just the mentees, but also the people in the program. And I do it with pleasure be- and I do because it's important if we want mm-hmm. to do a good job, Mm-hmm. And 14 weeks is not that long. It is long, mm-hmm. but it's not that long. Yeah. But if you do it right, this sets up really nice foundation yeah. for them to feel much more safe exploring mm-hmm. their lives mm-hmm. and to be much more on their power of self, right? To express yeah. themselves. Yeah. Because it, that's one the other thing is about about what because of the trauma they just felt like nobody's listening mm-hmm. and you know one of one of the people in the group came from a minority um tribe in afghanistan and mm-hmm. for generations they've been hunted down by their own afghan people 
So yeah. this is also the, the, another level of that, right? Like, why why can't we just exist? <laughs> this is, yeah. you know, what did we do wrong that you yeah. wanted to kill us? You know, and and this is this is a it's an intense uh, existential questions, yeah. right? And and we 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 were doing our best to give that question to be explored there was no conclusion because it takes years to understand this question but to give a, a framework or a, a place a, a safe space to start exploring and touching these questions that my father used to give me as I was growing up was so important and and this is also something that it needs to be facilitated because it's it's huge yeah yeah and what what were what would you say their prospects were? before going through this uh, mentoring program and what is it now you know for those that have been through it mm-hmm. you know what has changed yeah yes. what are their prospects now what has changed uh, for a number of them they <laughs> reacted to the trauma in a very different way so some became very busy in achieving and working because then I they don't didn't have much time to think about the pain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some became passive aggressive <laughs> because didn't really know how to deal with this and feel restrained, but then there's a lot of anger and so the explosion. And some other ones were not wanting to take a risk to be seen because. I have feel I feel like I have to protect myself. So they're very they all have interests, they have all have their dreams, but they wouldn't like to share it with the world. So it's like I'm not ready to so one one of them wanted to be a photographer and he's very dedicated to learn and he was in touch with uh, some people in his community that is very good with this. But he immediately said, I will not show you my photos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, why why not? And it's like, yeah, because I'm not ready to deal with comments from people mm-hmm. because the heart is very gent is very sore mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from other things, not from photographer, sure. photography. Yeah. So so they so I would say that it's very difficult for them to be in their body, let's just mm-hmm. say that, and to be in their lives. And there's always this some with some of them they self sabotaging situation or when they learn something their mind doesn't allow them to learn any quickly the mind confuses them also because if you learn it then you want to do something about it but it's not safe so let's not <laughs> let's not learn this quickly so uh, after the 14 weeks um it's so interesting how they're very vibrant you can see that they change like a different person the one that was really quiet in the beginning at the end of the program was saying actually what i love about this program is the ability for me to speak and share my achievements throughout the program and we were like (laughs) you know Mm, and and now when when it's almost like second nature to share his photos. Mm-hmm. He didn't even blink twice. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I went, I took a f- photo of the sunrise the other day. And then just wait, let me send it to you. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me not remind you that you didn't even want to do this. Yeah. So they become more of themselves. Mm-hmm. They become, they, they become more, more of who they are. They become yeah. much more comfortable uh, be, being them. 
And also the the most in, the other thing that is interesting when they become more of themselves, they also quietly were saying like some of them. I felt like I'm not connecting anymore with most of the people around me because they are now can lift themselves up a bit from that fog, mm-hmm. and it makes them a bit nervous because this was the family they knew. Is mm-hmm. this the other refugee communities? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as they were growing, they were like in between something. <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, what if I'm not connected to them?" And so we had we we actually helped them to to process that because you can still be connected to your old uh, friends even when they have different mindset because they offer something else. They connected mm-hmm. to your culture and everything, but at the same time, you also make new friends who are much more connected in the way you think. Mm-hmm. So, so this is also t- tells us that there's growth because they start saying these things like, yeah, I, I was not as comfortable comp- than, than I was before with the group. It feels mm-hmm. like there's more and more gap between us. That is a good mm-hmm. sign of growth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, also the, the, the organizer has received requests from their community to be, considered for the next batch mm. yeah so which tells us that they have been sharing who they are with yeah. their populations and the population around them think i also want the same yeah. so so their peers are noticing yeah. the the difference yeah. that it's making yeah. for them and yeah. wanting wanting yeah similar yeah similar yes yeah that's wonderful it's um Human is generous. What can I say? They just say, oh, this is what I learned. You can also learn it. And mm-hmm. it was saying to us, can we share the tools we learned mm-hmm. from you? Of course you can. Mm-hmm. Of course you can. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like, you know, they went from, you know, being sort of quite, you know, perhaps hope, perhaps hopeless, you yeah. know, self-sabotaging, yeah. Yeah. keeping themselves very small and maybe not seeing the path to, a much more vibrant and not um, only that physiologically also they have issues yeah. a lot of them have sleeping problems right and as we went through the healing they slept better they're much mm-hmm. vibrant they can change their habit for example mm-hmm. um certainly the one of them was saying there's this darkness of fog of darkness coming especially when i'm at home and not working Mm -hmm. and then when after a couple of healing sessions said no it's not there anymore Mm -hmm. great and one one of the the mentees was i sleep well and all and the uh, couple of these people because one of them they had also trauma before they came here Mm -hmm. um they came from afghanistan so there was something about the taliban um that one of them was feeling very unsafe when they are either sleeping or praying when they hear noises, mm-hmm. get, you know, the body gets stressed. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to get quality of sleep. Yeah. And, and as we work with the, the subconscious mind healing, they were able to sleep well. So mm-hmm. it, there are different <laughs> parameters for yeah. physiologically. Uh, yeah. There is some improvement. Um, and one of the mentees was saying that because they also kept their struggle to themselves and not to overburden their family. So they they didn't say in a much more detailed way to their family in their homeland 
the struggle they have because they don't they feel like they shouldn't bother yeah. uh, their family because there's not much anyone can do yeah. so they they hold a lot of this thing on their young <laughs> shoulders and bodies which impact their bodies yeah. so yeah so there's a number of improvement from the physical emotional and also spiritual even spiritual level from mm. i'm upset with god because all of them believe in god too and why is it happening to me i am my life is a tragedy and then at the end they could say very clearly i can see that my life is not a tragedy there are some tragic experiences in there but there's also good stuff in there and for me this is huge just wow. yeah yeah to, to to for them to be able to see i am not my experience and and they're very young and it yeah. is i cried <laughs> when yeah. i heard that yeah. so moving from this victim <laughs> mindset to really yes. feeling empowered yes. and yes like yes. they are yes. in charge of their lives yeah. my soul is bigger than my experience yeah. this was like oh my god <laughs> i as a facilitator and my partner would say the same we were like okay i think i think it's been a good 14 weeks <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Absolutely, to be able to affect that yes. that kind of change for, particularly for young people, right? young people, and yeah, go out and yeah, spread yeah. that wider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think the, the 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 thing that the organizer is is thinking now is how to um, continue the connections yeah. after the program, yeah, in a way that is uplifting also for them and also for other people. So yeah. they they go. In Indonesia, we're they're going to they're prepare, preparing now for an art exhibition by refugees, mm. and this is to create awareness about refugee and their lives, and also to bring the beauty, the the, the you know, mm-hmm. the creative expression of of the people, yeah. and yeah. and and we in we involve everyone in the program into this, and yeah. very likely they will have a role in the next batch, yeah. um, because they wish to and. They're very excited. Okay, what do we need to be trained in? And (laughs) so, yes, and I think we don't have to wait, you know, Mm -hmm. to get help from, I don't know, the government, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, I don't know, it will never ever come. Yeah. Grassroots movement, when it's done correctly with ethics and Mm -hmm. everybody who was in this program, they've they're very established in in their area of expertise and we keep yeah. each other accountable in this yeah. right and yeah. and and i think there's a lot more of us who 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 can do this i i'm just feeling that pro bono work is is not the most sustainable um way to change the situation you know yeah. um or impact so what, the situation. Yeah. So what would what would you like ideally to happen? Or how, you know, yeah. You know, you know, Julie, mm. the idea for me is the ideal situation, but this is probably is certainly long term, is that we have an online space where people when they're refugee can do self-healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then a group of people that needs that comes only when there is a need to have a facilitated mm-hmm. process, just like us, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, 
the idea, but it's because of the nature of the the trauma. I think there's a couple of other things that needs to be put in place. But mm-hmm. this, there are refugees everywhere, mm. and what how we did it in this program tells us that you don't need to be in the same place <laughs> to experience this mm-hmm. program. I was running the whole thing from Switzerland. Mm-hmm. My colleagues. All of them are Indonesia. The refugees are in different locations in Indonesia. We none of us was really sitting with each other. And mm-hmm. and my sister-in-law is from Australia. She ran everything from Brisbane. So, and and this tells me that if we could have a community where we can share or guide or p- provide facilitation, uh, provide tools and knowledge on how you can self-heal. This is already going to be huge. Mm. And then there's a, another group of people like myself, for example, to, to, to do one-to-one because mm. we realize that we do need the one-to-one. There's no yeah. trauma. It's exactly the same. <laughs> but there's a lot of homework that can be done by uh, the participants themselves. So mm. it's, a com- it's a hybrid model in a mm. way. Yeah. And, and of course, um, culture somewhat play a role in here. So for example, I have... I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot about Somalia or Afghanistan, but I understand the culture, a family culture, and also religion, because I grew up in an Islamic religion. And we don't exactly have the same Islam because they're different stream of Islam mm-hmm. in these different countries, but we understand the lingo and all this. So then it's easy to, it's not easy, it's, it makes it relatable when you have this. So to have a facilitators from many different parts of the world is also important. Um, and this Afghan, um, young Afghan uh, population, they could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. 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 So, so the, it's, it's that kind of mindset is how can you, I'm thinking, yeah, we can certainly develop something mm-hmm. like this. It's a huge yeah. <laughs> project. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking one step at a time in the way that I can. Yeah. Yeah, and what kind of support would you would you like or would you need? Um, because you know you, you talked about not doing this or pro bono, yeah. and absolutely right. It should be, yeah. uh, you know, a sort of win for 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 everyone. So yeah. yeah, this is what I learned from this program. Um, these young people have had work have worked with psychologists, and they. It, they've been helpful. What I'm bringing and people like me who does the subconscious mind healing is we are doing, we are in conjunction with what they have learned from the work with the psychologists or some of them, not all of them mm-hmm. is to go deeper and, you know, to do something complementing to what mm-hmm. uh, the psychologists have been, man, have managed to, to do this and to, to help them with. So, it's very important for subconscious mind healing to be integrated. This is all what I'm going to say, you know, with this is, this is, I think this is what makes the program very different. And the feedback from the participant was whatever it is that you're doing, please teach people about subconscious mind healing. Mm -hmm. This is their feedback Mm -hmm. because they've worked with different helps. And this is the, what the parts that like, Oh my God, I can empower myself. Oh my God, I can change things relatively quickly. Um, and so people like me uh, with this profession, we, most of us are still claiming our space 
mm. in the transformational program, right? So what do you mean by cleaning? Your claiming, 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 sorry. Uh-huh. Yes. Claiming our space in this transformational program. It's, it's the word healing <laughs> for people. It's like, what is that? It's a woo. Well, if we are given the chance to, to, to explain to you what it means literally physiologically and biologically, mm-hmm. it's, it's not woo-woo at all. <laughs> and ask the people who is receiving these things. Mm-hmm. So people like myself, we, we, are, we are working day in, day out in our profession. And to be able to be a good healer, there's a lot of investment one makes <laughs> in oneself to be able to do this. So if you want to really get good people it cannot be on pro bono because mm-hmm. we still need to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in the process of taking care of other people, we will also taking care of ourselves. We will engage help behind us. So I think we should just get the support as if we are helping another client instead of mm-hmm. doing this unpaid. Mm-hmm. We can do this to a certain yeah. amount, yeah. but there's so many more people yeah. who would get benefits of this. Right. You know, so this is not. There's no, as you said. There's there's no there's no funding from the government. There's no Mm-mm. funding so, from any anyone. Correct. You guys are, you guys right. have set this up at a really grassroots yes. level, extremely grassroots. Brought in people that right. you know to yeah who are doing it you know voluntarily. Right. right. We were fundraising this, mm-hmm. um, but all the the funding goes to the mentees because they need computer or phone Mm -hmm. they need to pay for the internet uh, because Mm -hmm. we we need them to because and at the time when they're doing this mentoring program that means they cannot work Mm -hmm. right so so we had we have given them a stipend it's Mm -hmm. not a huge amount but it helps Mm -hmm. so so all the expertise of the people being in this program facilitating for them nothing Mm-hmm. And and this is why people feel so torn because they would like to give more, but yeah. they can't leave their livelihood or cut, you know, yeah. work 60%, 80% instead of 100%, yes. for example, mm-hmm. so that they can give 20% more mm-hmm. for, for, um, for this initiative, basically. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to think about for us. Um, and there's many different avenues that I guess the, the program organizer need to think about. But I personally believe the issue is not that we there is no money. I think there's a lot of money. It's yeah. just ha- having it going to the right pockets to, yeah. to move this, yeah. this kind of initiative forward. Yeah. And if you think of, I mean, I guess most programs that deal with, you know, ref- refugees, um, you know, deal a lot with, you know the logistics and making sure that there's food and they mm-hmm. have, you know, perhaps a place to stay. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard of any that really deal with the mental mental yeah. health and processing of yeah. trauma and yeah. you know how to deal with what has happened, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. In in these situations. So. Absolutely. I think this was also what they discovered when they did the design of this program. Mm-hmm. It took them a while to, to do this. They did a lot of research going around the world, looking for different types of mentoring. They call it mm-hmm. mentoring because that's what it was, <laughs> but it was more than mentoring because there was a lot of healing in there. And I think they said, look, 
we can't apply exactly what already exists out there into this mm. program. And I do understand this, particularly when I came in very, very strongly and I said, we have to deal with the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. If you want true resilience, we have to yeah. we have to do this. There's no way around it. And I don't believe I would get in if they had said, we won't touch the subconscious mind. I probably wouldn't come in because yeah. it's it's not a lasting yeah. and it would take a longer time to be able to yeah yeah to create such a profound yeah. shift yeah so Astuti, why is it important for you to sh- sort of talk about this at this point you know i i know you're going to ask that and i don't know if i have one answer to be honest mm-hmm. i think i need i personally need to sit with somebody and talk about this through questions Mm -hmm. because there's so much Mm -hmm. in me. But why is it important to share? Because I want ideas Mm -hmm. from people. Mm -hmm. Julie, how can we do this? Because every time I brought up this topic to people, and I think I'm not the only one who get this reaction. I spoke to my sister-in-law about it and she thought, yeah, I get the same thing. So when we Mm -hmm. shared with people what we're doing, Mm -hmm. they will look at you like, oh my God, you're touching something mm. so scary. Mm. <laughs> okay. And then the second statement, but there's too many of them. Mm-hmm. But that's precisely my point. Mm. There's too many. Yeah. But that's when we have to do something. You need to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. And this was really interesting. It 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 felt overwhelming. Yes, mm-hmm. because everybody knew the kind of trauma. Mm. They kind of know, they don't know because they don't experience it. Like I kind of know, but I didn't know really <laughs> because I didn't experience it. And it was in, it was a lot. It was intense. Yet with a proper support processes, the right people, the right approach, the right mindset, the right energy, this could shift. Mm. And there's a lot of people like me in the world. Mm. But again, we also have other. <laughs> yeah needs yeah. and we couldn't do this yeah only with pro bono yeah it's not fast enough it's not big enough you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah you need to be able to scale yeah. this to yes um yeah because there's you know as you say millions of refugees out there yeah who yeah haven't um yeah had yeah. the support that you know they they need yeah yeah, yeah. And um, there are different types of population within this big population. And we are targeting a specific ones, which is the 18 to 24, Mm. 23, this group, young adult, Mm. for a good reason. Mm. But maybe other group can can focus on different populations, Mm. like, you know, the children, but on the, the healing of the trauma. Yeah. Because this doesn't go away. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah. What I learn from this, I have so much respect for the people who came into the mentoring program because it showed to me how strong human soul is. Mm-hmm. And, and there's hope when we can we can actually help them to unburden themselves mm-hmm. from the impact of the trauma, mm-hmm. basically. So yeah, I want ideas. 
<laughs> I don't know how to solve the situation, okay. <laughs> but we yeah. do need, I want ideas. I, how can we get more people like me and also the kind of professions that professionals that were in the program mm-hmm. to be able to, to work with more people mm-hmm. in each of, of the batch that we are going to do and multiply it elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. potentially maybe that's not necessarily not our team's yeah. <laughs> agenda at this point <laughs> but i mean looking at how the process has been this could easily be done in in other places mm. basically okay so it's, it is something you can scale yeah yeah I, I believe so with proper planning yes and and people to do this with yes i i think so I really want to just acknowledge you for, you know, and, and your co-facilitators and all, you know, the people that are involved in this just for, for your generosity and yeah, you know, the, 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 the passion and the, you know, dedication that you, you know, show and that you, that you give to these, to these young people, you know, you really you're really making an impact and changing people's lives. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. I'll certainly pass it on to, to, to the team. They all deserve it. I mean, it's been, it's been an intense ride for everyone. I, I, I also would like to say something very touching because I think if you have been on the receiving end of this message, everything becomes quite personal. <laughs> You know, so one of the mentees uh, had written me a message at the end of the program, and he was saying like that his mother has been asking him how he he has been, and he he said I told my mother that in the beginning of this year I don't feel well at all about my life, and but now I feel like this is going to be a great year, and and I feel very good about myself. And uh, because of thanks to this program and thanks to you, because he was addressing it to me, thanks to you, you know, this could happen. And my mother said to tell you, this is what he said, that she is very thankful for you. And also she's praying from her deepest part of her heart for your well-being, for your, for you being healthy. and And when he said that to me, I'm not a mother, but I have a nephew. So if my nephew had been taken away from me and I don't know when I'm going to see him again mm-hmm. and somebody helped my son, I can breathe better. Mm-hmm. And when, she, when he said this to me, I just thought I'm connected to his mother. <laughs> that is just yeah. that it, he is a son of everybody. Mm. that was the, the thing that I was feeling like, oh my God, you know, there's a woman out there that I didn't really connect with until he said it to me, because of course yeah. his mother is very, very worried about him. And, and I said to him that, can you please tell your mother that she, you are a reflection of who she is. And he has, she has raised a wonderful son because now I get to mm. see him, meet him and get to know him and tell her that her son has a second family mm-hmm. and, and that we are going to work together to, 
to support each other and tell so that she can be less worried. I mean, I cannot tell. I mean, she will not yeah. stop worrying for sure, but she can yeah. be less worried. Yeah. And this has become personal duty. It's like somebody in Afghanistan is also my family. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. that intense connection came out from this kind of things. Yeah. And you cannot undo it. You cannot mm. undo it. Yeah. You know, and, and you not, just say, nor, nor do you want to. No, nor do I want yeah. to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so it is intense for the facilitators also, mm. but it's much needed. I think this is what the world really needs, this kind of open-hearted connections. Then a lot more people heal faster, yeah. basically. So I'll, I certainly pass on this message to everyone <laughs> in, in, the, in the team, in the committee. I said yeah. this, this was addressed to me, but this isn't just about me. No. Um, and and I, I think everybody was very touched by that. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> amazing 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 work yeah thank you julie yeah. Yeah. i have I'm to so tell my sister <laughs> <laughs> thank you i need to tell my sister-in-law about it it means yeah her friend Icha and her and the two mentors the the initial mentors which is fabri and ali you know it's they're they're the people who is behind it for 18 months before the, we took this off the ground wow. so i'll certainly pass on this this recognition to them and everybody else in, in the program and also the mentees, obviously. Yeah. And obviously, <laughs> if and if we have any ideas or people have ideas, then please share, share to Julie. Want or to, want to support you, you know, yes. definitely to get yes. in touch. Yes, certainly. Let's work together. Somehow can we just put our heads together and, and make this happen? We are thinking on how to do a number of masterclasses that touch many more people um, main, without offering the one-to-one. So the, the idea of this self-healing mm-hmm. <laughs> concept yeah. uh, may come already. Yeah. So sometime this year, that's the idea that we're going to play around with. But um, I'm excited and I'm grateful that people, that the listeners are taking the time to listen to this. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Julie. Thank you.